It's good to be here this morning. It's so good to see everyone here. For those watching online, we welcome you. I'm so glad to be here. Can you please rise up? Thank you. God is so good. Do we have our vision? All right, let's profess our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the word of God, and we make an internal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Praise God. You know, in the book of Psalms, it talks about praises throughout the, the whole Psalms. <laughs> and it tells us to go before the Lord and worship him and praise him with different instruments, string instruments, cymbals, um, clapping our hands, just praise the Lord. In Psalm 150, um, verse 6, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I see everyone standing up and alive and sitting down, and we all have breath this morning. Amen. So I want everyone here to do what it says in Psalm 150. Everyone that has breath here this morning, let's praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. We glorify your name. For you are good. Thank you, Lord. You are so, so good to us. Thank you, Father. I know it's a little hot in here this morning, but we still have a voice and we can shout unto him this morning. Let's, let's just shout to him this morning. Praise the Lord. We worship you, Father. We glorify your name.
open prison doors Set all the captives free Spring up a well Spring up a well Spring up a well in me Nothing can stop this joy We're dancing in the street Spring up a well Spring up a well
you guide me through the dark. You come my fearful heart, and I will rest in you. You give me perfect peace, fulfill my deepest need, and I will
specifically in that song that really stand out to me this morning. It says, I want to be with you in your presence. Just stop and think about that, what we're singing this morning. Lord, I want to be with you in your presence, because in your presence, there's the fullness of joy. At your right hand, I pledge it forevermore. Just to be in the presence of the Lord, where your cares and your worries, they just don't exist. To be in the presence of the Lord where he fills you up. And then that next line says, I'm here to give you praise. This is the point in the service where we get a chance to minister to him. Yes. Hallelujah. And then a word comes forth and then he ministers to us. Yes. And he does a good job of ministering to us. Amen. So we, let's do a good job of ministering to him. This is your opportunity to access the presence of God. And guess what? It's not depending on your neighbor, what your neighbor do. It's about you and your time with the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's just reach out, continue to reach out. And say, Lord, I want to be in your presence. I want your presence. I want your presence. I want your presence. Oh, hallelujah. I'm here to give you praise. Let's just begin to continue to praise the Lord this morning.
we generalize it and we say he's you know God in heaven he's there. but who is he to you today is he your healer today is he your provider today is he the one who leads and guides you today he's our rock he's my fortress my helper He's the one who's with me in the darkest times of my life. He's been there. He's shined his light. And he's helped me to find the path again. He's the restorer. He's restored relationships for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's my joy. <laughs> yeah. You're my joy, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, you're the author of my joy. You're the author of my salvation. You're the author of my faith, hallelujah. <laughs> you're my strong and mighty tower. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, you're the one who helps me through opposition. Oh, I thank you, Father. You're the one who's on my side. <laughs> and if you are for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Come on, tell him who he is to you. Glory to God. 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 In the name of Jesus. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Fear, you must leave right now. You've got to leave right now. Fear, you be gone right now. Because God is not the originator or the author of fear. And so fear, we come against you right now in the name of Jesus. Just fearful of your children doing the wrong thing, fearful of accidents, fearful of different things. We speak to that right now. You speak to it. Open your mouth and you tell fear, I've not been given the spirit of fear, but I've been given the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Fear goes right now in the name of Jesus. 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 We'll not have that here. We'll not have that here. Has no place here in Jesus' name. Because our Father is so good. Our Father is the one who desires that we live a life without fear. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning. We thank you this morning. I'm just listening to you this morning. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord God. Bless the Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. All right, we're going to transition this morning, but I want you to stay hooked up. Amen? I don't think the Lord is done with a few things this morning, but we're going to go ahead and transition until we hear otherwise. Amen? You may be seated this morning. Thank you, team. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Thank you to all of Lit Youth. I see 
this morning. Thank you uh, to Mr. Mike for your leadership there. That was a wonderful breakfast. We appreciate you all. That was wonderful. Y'all outdid yourselves. Amen. And so thank you for serving well. We appreciate you. We appreciate everything that uh, you made and things you prepped and uh, taking our money. Did even that graceful, didn't beat us down, you know, <laughs> if we forgot to pay. <laughs> no, y'all were wonderful. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I broke my rule. I usually don't eat before service, nothing spiritual about it, except I can be pretty messy when I eat. Don't need no stains on my clothes. And so, uh, but I broke my rule and I ate and all is well. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Today we are going to be honoring and celebrating, recognizing some a uh, couple of our grads. Now, we had put this out a few times, and so I know there are more people that had graduated, but we didn't get your information. So, uh, those who did graduate this year from, uh, we had one from preschool. Oh, So, preschool, uh, we had uh, uh, kindergarten, uh, eighth grade, and uh, high school, and then uh, college. And so, those are the, the grads we typically honor. So, we have two that we're aware of, that we were made aware of, and so that uh, we'll go ahead and uh, recognize and celebrate them this morning. So we'll start with the youngest one, and I'll let you, I don't think I turned that on for you. Good morning. Good morning. So the youngest person, she's graduating from eighth grade, Sarah Clark, you want to come, come up? Come on up, Sarah. So Sarah's one of those people, you might think she's shy. She's not shy. She's, she's not just shy. quiet. <laughs> she's tall too. So when I think of her, it's you know she makes an impact without you seeing it. It's like when you're walking in the woods and you see like animal tracks. Someone's been there. That's Sarah. <laughs> she's she's doing a good job down there. She's but you don't hear much about her. <laughs> so you know she's doing it right. Yeah. Amen. She's always been the mature one in class. I think even so. Mm -hmm. I've known you since you were like three years old. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like counting back the years, and I know Ryan wasn't born yet when we met your brother, so I think you were like three, maybe four, but in class, she's always been a pleasure, Yeah. does what you ask her to do, very polite, treats everybody with respect, Yeah. and I mean, she wasn't even the oldest one, but I always had her be like, okay, if I have to run out to grab something, Sarah, you are in charge, and the other kid would be like, what about me? Watch I'm like, I don't trust you, I trust her. <laughs> So then now she transitioned to the youth group. Yeah. And she's also teaching herself. Yeah. Well, not yourself, but. Yeah, teaching the, the kids. elementary school kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's give her a hand for that. Yeah. Now, what, one thing we don't want to discount is how important serving in church is, and we know that yeah. for God, but also to put on your resume. Yeah. And she said she wants to go to Bridgewater State and become a teacher, get yeah. a teaching degree. As of right nice. now, there's no pressure that you have to continue <laughs> down that. Whatever God wants you to do, you listen to him. It could change yeah. 20 times. I know parents will be pulling their hair out. Well, Christina might. <laughs> Mike might not have a beard left. But, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, that's one thing I want to say is, you know, you're just entering high school. Enjoy yeah. it. And don't put too much pressure and, you know, pray to God. Go to God whenever you need him. So she was on the honor roll, and she reads a, a top Science Achievement Award in her class. Amen. That's awesome. Smarty over here. East Bridgewater High School. Is that yeah. the Vikings? Yeah. Go Vikings. Yeah. And like I said, her goals, Bridgewater State, get a teaching degree. Amen. So that's, that's some good goals. Yeah. And we have a, another person we're going to call up. 
before we do. So you wonder, like they, he talked about serving and you know she serves, but I wonder where that comes from. So it starts here, those who don't know, because maybe you don't know, this is Henry and Nancy's granddaughter. And so it starts here. Uh, they are faithful to serve, right? And they instill that in Christina. And she married Mike, who is just Mr. Server himself. And they bore children and instilled that in them. And so this is the fruit of this legacy of this generation. Yeah. There's nothing like that. Amen? You get your kids involved in church at an early age. Now, you may not know, but Christ, uh, Christina was in my Sunday school class in the nursery when I was, we taught, now I was young. We taught nurse. I wasn't like in my 20s when I was worked in the nursery. I was trying to guess her age now. That's we were like, yeah, we were like eight years old working in the nursery. And so Christina was in uh, the nursery at like, when I was eight, she was a baby. Your mom was a baby. I would eat, eat her Oreo cookies on her. And so I was supposed to give them to her, but it was two for me, one for you. There you go. <laughs> so you can thank me for that. But this is, this is how God works. You know, this is how he works. This is how he does things. If you'll instill that in, in a young age, and they'll serve God. I know we have you up here a long time. This is not your thing that you like to do. But I'm just going to keep talking because I know you don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they like to be behind the scenes. Nothing wrong with that. We need people to support that way. That make a big impact. Yeah, it's a huge impact. Huge, huge impact. And so I like that. So this is for you. This is a certificate for you saying congratulations from the church family. And let me get you your bag here. This one is yours. All right. Congratulations to you. I'll get a hug from you. Good job. Good job. Glory to God. All right. And our next one. Next one. Mrs. Barton. Nasha Barton. Nasha. Come on, Come on down. She's a little more mature. <laughs> a little more mature. <laughs> she received her master's in education from Oral Roberts University. Amen. Amen. Her specific area of focus was Christian school administration. And your goal is to go back and complete your doctorate degree in education. It's going to be Dr. Nasha Barton very soon. Glory nice. to God. That's so good. And so you've been working as a 10th grade teacher? 10th grade? Right now? Um, right now, currently 9th grade. 9th grade. 9th grade. You're a teacher in high school in Cambridge. That's a, that's a long commute. Um, I know working in work trucks that I drive, and I have to go into Boston. Just getting into Boston is a pain enough. <laughs> Never mind the commitment you make to go beyond Boston yeah. to Boston to Cambridge. In the last few years with COVID being a teacher, imagine what this one has been through. <laughs> so she'll be happy to step into administration. <laughs> so she's currently, that's, that's what her goal is. Uh, is to look, uh, seek for a job in administration. And as she goes back and, and completes that one more, yep, that one more, that doctorate, glory to God. Very Amen. busy person, yeah. going to school, buying a house, working the yes. full time, serving in church the way you serve, being a leader in this church. Yeah. Very commendable. Amen. And getting a dog. <laughs> yeah. And so we're grateful. Again, uh, when Craig and Nature came to our church, um, they didn't waste any time getting involved. You can see that it was instilled in her, you know, from the time she was young. Her mom serves, her grandparents are pastors. And so uh, it was instilled in them from 
from the time they were young. And Mr. Craig, too, going to church was a part of life. And so we're grateful to them. We had a good time with them yesterday at the marriage event, Kingdom Couples. Uh, I highly recommend that you get involved uh, in uh, Kingdom Couples with Craig and, and Nasha. You will learn a lot, and you'll have a lot of fun. We had a good time on the ferry and in Newport yesterday, ate a great meal and had some great fellowship. So I encourage you, get involved. Uh, in, in what they do. And we're so proud of you and your accomplishment. Uh, this is uh, just a certificate for you from us. And then this is for you as well. There's a few things in there for you. Thank you. God bless you. We didn't get to go to her graduation at ORU. I really wanted to. <laughs> Uh, the way we try to look for flights, it just didn't work to get us back here in time for service. But I'm thankful that uh, God is working in each of you, those who uh, graduated and those who didn't. We're going to talk a little bit more. You'll hear about Nasha and Sarah in my message today. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit more about recognizing and celebrating growth because we're getting ready to do something in the months of July and August uh, coming off of this. So I want you to pay close attention to what we're going to do through the summer months. Go ahead, Mr. Ivan. Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests, all of our first-time visitors. Come on, Father's House. If this is your first time with us, we welcome you. We thank God for you. We pray that you have experienced the love of God and that you will continue to do so during the service on today. We will absolutely love to connect with you further. So if you don't mind, if you could please fill out that connection card that you received coming into the building this morning and turn it in during our offering time or any time throughout the service, we would like to give you a gift in exchange. And you can also connect with us further online via our website, we would love to learn more about you and you learn more about us. We hope that you enjoy the service and that you come back and worship with us very, very soon. This is just a friendly reminder that our backpack and school supplies drive is still going on. And as of today, we have purchased 34 out of the 150 backpacks. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are so grateful for your faithful giving. And that is because of you that we have reached 34 and that we will reach our goal of 150. Amen. You can find out more about that. Um, the information is on the back table in the foyer as you walk into the sanctuary. And we can't wait to give you an update next week. On July 9th, Dighton will be holding its second annual Firecracker Festival. I have to say that slowly. Um, at the town hall from 12 to 6 p.m. And Father's House Family Church is going to be right there. Listen, every time you turn around, Father's House Family Church is going to be right there. We're going to have a booth and we're going to be giving out some church logo items. We'll be giving out some goodies for the children. This is a great opportunity for us to meet some of the people in the town, connect with them, let them see what we're all about, that we are for them. Amen. So come on now if you would like to be a part of that. Please let Pastor Marie know as soon as possible that you would like to, or you can just show up um, during that time that we'll have. July 17th, our water baptism and barbecue will be happening at Watson's Pond in Taunton. We are going to have a change in our service time, so please, please mark this on your calendars and listen up. We will have service at 9.30 a.m. on July 
10.30, we will head over to Watson's Pond. We will have the baptism and then followed by the barbecue. If you would like to be baptized, please sign up as soon as possible on the table in the foyer. There's a sign-up sheet there so that we can prepare and we can know how many people will be baptized in that day. It's going to be an amazing time. You don't want to miss. You want to be in the service and at the baptism and barbecue. So it's going to be a wonderful day of fellowship. So please block out that time in your calendar to spend a little bit more time with your faith family. We cannot wait to see you. Amen. This concludes our announcements. So at this time, we're going to call for Brother Craig Barnes, who's going to receive our offering today. Let's receive him. Good morning. <laughs> Who's ready to give this morning? Yeah. Amen. How, oh, there you go. <laughs> How many of us know God is concerned with our heart, especially when it comes to giving? Amen. I have a few verses I just want to read really quickly. Matthew 6.21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. In Acts 13, 22, this is when um, God was looking for a new king of Israel at this time in Acts 13, 22. And when he had removed him, Saul, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. First Chronicles 28, 9. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intents of the thoughts it will if you seek him he will be find, found by you but if you forsake him he will cast you off forever and lastly first chronicles 22 and 5 now david said solomon my son is young and inexperienced and the house to be built for the lord must be exceedingly and magnificent famous and glorious throughout all countries I will make, I will now make preparations for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. We read a few scriptures concerning the heart. David was a man after God's own heart. And David amassed riches that very few people on this earth will ever even dream of, imagine having. But his heart was so connected to God and his giving and it's described here when he was, was planning on building the temple of God. He didn't get to build it, but he, when he was planning on doing it, magnificent, glorious through all the land, all the countries. You saw where, God, where David's heart was when he wanted to do this offering for God, build this temple for God. And this is using his own personal finances that, you know, he amassed being the king of Israel. My point is... The measure of your heart is the true value of your tithes and your offerings. It is better to give with a cheerful heart, that's $10, $20, if that's all you have, than someone who gives $1,000 weekly 
and their heart is just not in it. They're not connected to God. Um, a cheerful heart is the incense that makes your giving sweet to God. That's what really just pleases him. Regardless, he, wants, he requires the 10%. You want to be obedient, and the offering is anything on top of that. It's like the cherry on top. But the, the value of your heart, the, 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 the cheerfulness of your heart is what really just connects you with God and your giving and helps to release those blessings in, into your life. It opens the floodgates to heaven into your life. So just encouraging everyone, just make sure before you give, whether that's online, that's enveloped, that's through the website, which is the many ways we can't give, make sure we check our hearts as well to make sure we're connected with God because God cares and he's concerned about your heart. Amen. Um, do we have the numbers for the, the roof? Oh, amen. So we received $187 today. That's very close to 200 Good job. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 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 Do we have our confession? Oh, there we go. Let's get excited, guys. <laughs> because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you can bring it up at this time. God bless you all. Thank you, Mr. Craig. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like doing the fist bump because I wear big rings. I hurt people. <laughs> I'm always careful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. All right. Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give. And like Mr. Craig was saying, our hearts are connected. We're not doing this disconnected. But our whole being is connected to what we're doing. And you see our hearts. We're cheerful this morning. We're not dreading that bill that's coming in because we gave that money. We're not doing that. We're staying cheerful in our giving. And we thank you that because of that, we release the blessing in our life. We thank you, Father, that it's working in our lives, always, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we have more than enough to meet the need of every situation this week. Any situation that comes financially, I declare that everyone who participated this morning, that everything is going to work out for our good, in Jesus' name. We'll have more than enough. No deficiency, in Jesus' name. Amen. No lack. No lack. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord God. Bless the Lord God. Hallelujah. 
this coming week will not be, we'll, uh, we'll be going away. We're taking mom and dad with us. So we'll be going to Pennsylvania for an RMAI uh, retreat. That is the Rama Ministerial Association retreat. So we're looking forward to being with uh, other Rama churches in the area. They come from uh, Connecticut, from New York, New Jersey, Vermont, New Hampshire, all of this regional, it's the Northeast region. So we're excited about that. I'm glad mom and dad can come with us this time. Uh, we talked to our leadership team. We'll be making sure we take the leadership team next year, right? Yes. <laughs> and so um, uh, we won't be here, but on Wednesday night, you can come. Uh, Craig and Nasha will be leading uh, the prayer, uh, and we'll be driving around again this week. So please come and support them as they uh, continue doing what we've been doing on Wednesday. It's just been wonderful going out and driving in the community. Man, you not just, you know, we're praying, we're hearing things, we're picking up things in the spirit, but we're also, like Craig was saying about our hearts connected to our giving, our hearts are becoming connected to this town. I mean, you, every home, every family, every business, my love for this town is growing. It's growing. And so uh, that's part of it. That's part of what we're doing. And so come and be a part of that. Uh, on Wednesday night at 7, we go from 7 to 8, just as we normally do. Amen? Glory to God. Again, congratulations to our graduates. I know one went downstairs. Uh, we're pleased with what the Lord is doing uh, in your life, and uh, we're excited about your future. I'm probably more excited about your future than you are. <laughs> That's just the way I am. <laughs> just the way I am. I'm just, I I. You know, there's sometimes you see things, uh, but you just don't say things, <laughs> right? You see things, but you don't say it. You just let the Lord do his work. And so I'm just excited for what's to come for you and Miss Sarah. God bless you both. Uh, I'm just going to take a few moments this morning and talk about something that I feel is vital uh, to our lives as believers. And it's going to set up what I said just a few moments ago, um, what we're going to do for the next few months of the summer beginning July the 10th. Next week, we're celebrating our freedom. It's already July 4th weekend, believe it or not. <laughs> and so we'll be celebrating our freedom next weekend. Uh, so the week after, the Sunday after, we'll be starting something, and I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Today, we recognized and celebrated individuals who graduated. And now when we talk about graduating, what are we actually celebrating? When we ask that question, some might say, well, we're, their achievements, their accomplishments, and that's, that would be right. We're celebrating that. But I believe what we are ultimately recognizing is their growth. I believe we're recognizing their growth. There is no achievement or accomplishment without growth. There's no achievement or accomplishment without growth. So today I want to talk about recognizing and celebrating growth. Uh, there are milestones in each of our lives that we come to at various seasons of our lives. We saw two examples of this today. One eighth grade, one, you know, university, higher education. When you take your newborn home from the hospital, how many moms do we have here that's gone through this and dads? You take your newborn home, uh, you know, you have them at home and then you take them to their first appointment at the doctor. You take them to your first appointment and the doctor will tell you what your child will be doing by their next appointment, right? 
the milestone. There's an expectation that a healthy child is going to grow. There's an expectation. At future appointment, the doctor will, again, weigh your child, examine the child. He'll assess and evaluate if your child has made it to that milestone. And doc, some doctors are better at telling you than others, right? Sometimes you leave like, oh, my child's not talking yet, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But uh, they'll, they'll, there's a way, there's an expectation that a healthy child will grow, and there's a method to measure that growth, isn't there? There's a method. Well, growth is not automatic. You know, they tell you what milestones are coming. They tell you they should walk by this age. They should talk by this age. They should eat solid foods by this age. Wean them off of milk by this age. They tell you all that. As they get older, they told me I was going to have a growth spurt. Lies. <laughs> Lies. It never happened. <laughs> But they always said, oh, she's, and I'm like looking at my mom like, well, she's not that tall. <laughs> and neither is he. But they kept telling me, you know, growth spurt is coming. Next, my next appointment, you'll have, I'm like, yeah, never happened. But there are milestones and growth is not automatic. If a mom brings her healthy newborn home and she is unable to consistently feed the infant and tend to that infant and give it love and attention, the health of that healthy child will begin to decline. And unfortunately, if it continues, that child will die. That healthy, that once healthy child will die. Growth is not automatic. But if mom and dad bring the child home and they feed the child every time it asks, which seems like every minute, when you're nursing, right? Like every second. And so uh, if you do that and tend to the child, care for the child, give the child love, you're going to see that child grow, that healthy child grow. Well, in the same way, there's an expectation of growth in the life of a healthy, born-again, spirit-filled believer. And there is a way to measure your growth. When you become a Christian and you start off on your journey of faith, on the path that God puts you on where his plan unfolds for you, you don't know what you need to know. You don't know that you need to know anything. That's the first phase of growth. I don't know what I need to know. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm clueless. And I have no idea what information I need to grow. I don't know that at that time. But as a new Christian, you start reading. Someone tells you, read your Bible. And if, if it's him, he'll tell you, read your Bible, right, Ivan, in John. <laughs> he'll tell you, start in the book of John. So you start reading, right? Yeah, shoot, John. If, 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 he's, if he's discipling you, he's telling you, start in John. And so you start in John, and you start reading, and you start learning that, oh, here's some things I need to know. Here's some things I need to know. And if you'll let the Holy Spirit, the one who's in you, and, and he'll help you study the word and show you the things that you need to know to step into that next phase of growth. He'll do that every phase that you're going into because we're supposed to be growing every day. The Holy Spirit will teach you things you need to know to grow as a Christian. That's his job. You'll be led to a church like this one. 
This is one of the reasons why attending the right church is important. What is the right church for an individual? The right church is the one that God leads you to. Not the one your friend tells you is so good <laughs> and you go just because they go. <laughs> or you like the music there. Or you like, you know, I went to a church I didn't particularly care for the music at all. I felt it was like old music. I didn't like it. But God had me there at that church for eight years. <laughs> eight years. And so I knew I was supposed to be there. And I knew there was something there for me. Maybe not the music. <laughs> but even then, I learned to like it. I learned to like it. And so there are things that happen in church that you may not particularly like. But if God calls you to that church, if God calls you there, there's a reason for it. And any, if you're called to a church... Any message that he gives the pastor is to help you in the season of life that you're in. And it's to help you to get to the next season, the next phase of growth. So any message, it's needful for you to hear the message for the season that you're in. Last year as a church, we were in a season of transition. And so leading up to that, God had me listening to messages that helped me navigate that transition and get through that transition successfully. This year, we're in yet another transition. We're in a change, right? We're selling this building. July 18th, we're closing on this building, right? That week. And we're looking for land and we're going to build. That's more changes, right? So every message that he has for us is to help us get through that. What season are you in in your life? That's why being faithful to attend church is important. Because if you miss a service, you may miss the answer that you needed to navigate the season you're in. You may miss that. You may miss it. That's why so many Christians are stuck in the same season for 20 years, 30 years. They go to church. But they go when it's convenient. And so they've missed all the, all the messages that would have helped them navigate and get through to the next season. So it's important. If you believe that God has called you to a church, then the message that he has you know, is going to align with what's going on in your life. And it's going to get you through that season. I thank God we have technology now. So if you're not feeling well, that kind of thing, you can watch. And you could go back and watch all the messages. But you know what? There's nothing like being present. Because the Lord will stop. See, I'm open to the Holy Spirit. I'm so open that if in the middle of my message he tells me to stop and say something, I'm going to say it. It may not make sense when it's coming out to me, but it may be for somebody else. It's not in my notes. It's not on a slide. But I'm going to say it anyway. Because why? Because you're a person of faith and you're coming expecting and with faith in you. And so your faith pulls on the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. And I may say something that you needed that week. And that's why it's important to go to a church that will, will do that. Amen? Amen? So just because you're a Christian doesn't mean growth or success is automatic. Oh, I'm a Christian. Everything in my life is going to... No, it's not automatic. It's not automatic. Nisha didn't decide one day that, oh, I'm going to go get my master's in education. 
and just, you know, eh, let's try it. And then she saw something on Netflix that looked better than her online learning and decided to binge watch that for three weeks. Then did her studies when she could. She didn't do that. Didn't do that. You know, there was probably a lot of planning that went into doing that because it's money. Education is not free, especially at that level. <laughs> it's not free at all. And so there was planning that went in there. And I can say with 100% certainty <laughs> that there was a lot of work and some of that work was difficult. Nation had to pass tests. If she just, you know, slept in till two o'clock and decided to do it when she wanted to do it, we would not be celebrating her achievement and accomplishment today. Well, that's what a lot of Christians are doing. We're not doing the work, but we expect growth and success. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I could say that with 100% certainty that unless you are doing the work, and taking the steps to grow spiritually, you aren't growing. It is not automatic just because we are in the kingdom of God. <laughs> so you may ask, what do I need to do to grow as a Christian? Well, that all depends on the season that you're in. You're not responsible to grow in an area that you are not aware of. That would be unfair, an unfair request. I need you to grow in that area, and you're like, huh? I didn't even know that was an area, <laughs> right? You're not responsible to grow, but you are responsible to grow in the area in which you've received revelation. We are responsible and required to grow in the area in which we've received revelation. Amen? So when God gives us a message in the church like this one, we are responsible for growing in this area. And growth comes from doing the work required for that growth. Amen? That's what it comes from. In this journey of faith, there are tests. Just as Nasha had to pass tests, there are tests that we must pass before we go to the next season. There are tests. A lot of people are stuck. On, on a test because they haven't passed it yet. There are tests that we have to pass. This is why we call it adventures in faith, <laughs> right? That's this life journey is an adventure in faith. We talked about a newborn and how the parents must feed, nourish, and tend to him or her. They've got to give that child love and attention. Well, the same applies to our spiritual life, same. We've got to continually feed on the word of God concerning the area we need to grow in. All of God's word is relevant to us. It's important. That's why when he gets someone saved, he tells them, go to the book of John. Start there. There's a reason for that. Because our natural minds like fun things. Like we like hearing about the end times, you know, like, ooh, beasts coming out of the water. <laughs> Sky splitting in two, you know, the, the, the apocalypse, you know. We, we are, so they'll go to Revelation. They're new Christians. And they get all confused. All confused. And so start in John, because John is very simple, right? And, it, and, and even, even some of John to a new Christian is not simple, but the Holy Spirit can help clarify it for you. 
Well, all of the Bible is relevant and important to our lives. But if I want to grow in a specific area, I need to become skillful in that area. And the way to become skillful in an area is to just focus on that for a while until I do, right? And so I can open the Bible and read cover to cover and, and get nothing from it because I'm just reading without engaging the Holy Spirit, without asking for revelation. I'm just wanting to just get some mental, some knowledge here, mental assent here. And that's not going to help me grow. You're going to feel good because the word always makes us feel good, right? It's, it's encouraging. But you're not going to grow in that respect. So I don't dismiss the other parts of the word of God. But until I do the work that's needed to get through this season that I'm in right now successfully, I stay focused on that part of the word I need for that. Is that clear? If Sarah, who graduated from the eighth grade, only took the time to study fourth grade subjects, because she liked that better, we wouldn't have celebrated her accomplishments today. If she didn't want to do the eighth grade requirements, she would have not have graduated from eighth grade. But that's what a lot of us do. We'll stay on this because oh, this is easy. This doesn't require any faith from me anymore. I just go through the motions and I do it. Well, then you're not growing. Because the faith walk is, no one said the faith walk is an easy walk. It's not. That's why you need faith. Because there's going to be challenges and they're going to be tests. And so we've got to do the work required. Amen. If Nasha, instead of reading the books concerning education, decided to read interior design, because that's fun and beautiful, we wouldn't have been celebrating her accomplishments today. Nothing wrong with interior design. Lots of money to be made in that industry. She would have gotten value from that, but she wouldn't have got what her area of focus is. She wouldn't have made this achievement. She wouldn't have got a master's in education. Well, again, same applies to our spiritual life. If I'm having symptoms in my body, and I'm sick, I need healing to manifest. I need to spend time studying and meditating on God's word concerning what? Finances? Healing. Healing and health. I need to stay on that. I need to stay on that, on healing and health, until I see that manifest in my body. I stay on that. I stay on it. And I let God show me how to navigate through that season. He'll give me steps to take, and those steps are going to lead me into growth. And what does growth look like for a person who needs to be healed? Well, they'll start to feel healed. They'll start to act healed. They'll change what they say concerning. That's when you know you've got the word of God on healing concerning yourself. When you start saying, I'm healed, instead of saying all the sicknesses I have. That's how you know the word of God is getting in me. 
Remember we said you can measure your growth. You can measure it by hearing what you say. If I'm still talking a lot of sickness, haven't grown yet. I need to get the word of God on it. And this goes with any area. I'm using sickness because it's something that a lot of people, I mean, all of us, we, we struggle with things, you know, and we put up with things. You know, my knee, I'll put up with it. It's not like anything big and no diagnosis or anything. It just, you know, hurts sometimes. Well, I put up with it. Should I put up with it? No. I need to put God's word on it and stop saying it every time when I go to get up. <sighs> it gets stuck, <laughs> you know. Instead of doing that, how about lose some weight and take the pressure off the knee? <laughs> what a revelation, right? But God will show you these things. God will show you these things. So I use healing because it's something we all can relate to. But this is for every area of your life, every area of my life. Study the word of God concerning that. And, and, and passing the test also means that I've got it then now I got to help somebody else get theirs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get it, and then I got to help somebody else get theirs. To me, that's what growth looks like. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We help others navigate the season in their life too. And you may find that the message that I teach may not be on healing, but God will put something in there that you can start doing to help with that, to help with that season. He'll highlight something to you. So a healthy Christian is a growing Christian. And a growing Christian not only focuses on themselves and their growth, but they are interested in helping someone else to grow. That's part of it. That's just how we're wired. When the light is turned on for us, we just want to flip the switch for everyone else. Look at Miss Nisha got her master's in education. Is that for her? Just so she could sit home and put it up on the wall and go, look at me, I got next is Dr. Nation Barton. Oh, Dr. Nation Barton, sound great. No, she did it because how many lives is she going to impact in Christian school administration? It was to impact someone else. And that's how our lives should be. Once we get it, we don't keep it to ourselves. We share it and help somebody else grow in that area. We tell them the struggles we went through and how we got through them. How the word, here's the scriptures that work for me. It'll work for you too. Here's what I did. It'll work for you too. I noticed when I got serious about my growth, I got concerned about the growth of others. <laughs> you might say, that's a good thing because I need that in this, <laughs> in this role that I'm in currently. It's all about helping people, right? Well, what if I didn't do that and I didn't find out about growth and didn't grow? I'd be short-sighted and closed-minded when it comes towards helping people. When you get intentional about your growth, you'll know that you measure your growth by how much you're helping others grow. That's what happens. And so we're all called to have a personal relationship with Jesus, but out of that relationship comes the desire to help someone else and make an impact in the lives of someone else. And to do that, we just got to make sure we're doing what and growing in every season of our life. Amen. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Twelve, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. 
13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's sons, that God's son, that we will be what? Mature in the Lord. Growth. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. This speaks of growth. 14. Then we will no longer be what? immature <laughs> like children look what happens when we are immature we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with the lies so clever they sound like the truth 15 instead we will speak the truth in love what growing in every every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body the church he makes the whole body fit perfectly together as each part does its own special work what happens it helps the other parts grow <laughs> so that the whole body is what healthy and growing and full of love this is god's will for us but spiritual maturity is not automatic it's not automatic an individual can sit in church for years i mean a good word church you can sit in the church for years and hear the transforming word of god but if they don't apply any of it to their life they will not grow spiritually there is work required to grow. Action is always required where growth is concerned. If I want to build muscle, it's not enough for me to go pay my membership at the gym and not go. Will I build muscle? muscle? No. Yet people will join a church and not show up and expect to grow. Someone told me, I haven't grown at all in 10 years that I've been coming to this church. And I wanted to say, well, I've only seen you about 10 times in the 10 years that you've been in part of this church. But the Lord stopped me from saying that. That wouldn't have been edifying. But it's the truth. You get out of it what you put into it. It's not a magic potion. So it wouldn't help either if I went to the gym and sat and talked to the friendly receptionist for 45 minutes, four days a week. Would that help me build muscle? No. That wouldn't do anything. The equipment's there. I'm in the right place, but I'm not doing any of the work. I would not get anything out of it. Now, if I went there and I, I, I picked up the machine, you know, I picked up the weights and I started to do it four days a week or five days a week, and I, you know, I did the work, am I going to build muscle? Yes, eventually I will. I will. Well, that's the same requirement it is for us when it comes to our spiritual growth. There's work involved. We don't just get up, go about our business, do what we want to do every time we want to do it. And, oh, I'll go to church on Sunday, but then I go back to doing what I want to do and expect to grow. And here's the thing. You've got to grow to access what God has for you, what he set aside for you. You want to access what God has for you? You better be in that right place on that path. Growth is required for that because you can shout and sing all day long about finances are coming to me. Prosperity is mine, says the Lord. The windows of heaven are open. But if I'm not under the windows in the right location, I ain't going to get what I'm supposed to get. Amen. 
right? Spiritual maturity is not automatic. Success and growth are not automatic. There's work that we have to do. So I know these examples at the gym, they're extreme and laughable, yet many people do that when it comes to God. We don't put the work in. We think, well, he's God. He can do everything. No, he needs you to cooperate with him. He needs us to cooperate with him. Give him something to work with. Your trainer at the gym will tell you that. If I go to the gym and I just sit down and he goes, okay, do this. And I'm like, eh, that looks hard. But you look good doing it. Can you do 10 more for me so I can see? Yeah, no, I'm not ready yet. Not ready yet. No, uh-uh, I don't think I got that. Can you do that again? And an hour goes by and I've done nothing. And he's done all the way. He's tired. What good does that do me? It doesn't, he's going to give me something to work with. You know, I'm there in flip-flops and not sneakers. At least put your sneakers on when you come. Pretend like you're going to do something. Do some work. Same is required for our spiritual lives. Same. It's the same way. It doesn't work one way here and another way here. Work is required. Amen? So when we do the work, the, here's the thing, though. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit will help us do the work if we'll let him. He'll help us. And so then we can say what Paul said, and we'll close with this verse, 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3. We feel a personal responsibility to continually be thanking God for you, our spiritual family, every time we pray. And we have every reason to do so. Because why? Your faith is growing marvelously beyond measure. The unselfish love each of you share. See, when you grow, it's not just about you. It always includes somebody else. It says the, the unselfish love each of you share for one another is increasing and overflowing. This is possible. <laughs> you can grow this year more than you've ever grown in your entire life. Even with only this many months left, seven months, six months, five months, are we in July yet? No, six months. You can grow more in six months than you've grown in your entire life. Spiritually, you can. In six months, I had the greatest growth spurt ever, not naturally, obviously, but uh, personally in 2015 and 2016. I grew more than I ever grew in my entire life. Spiritually, physically, my spiritual growth was, 2000 was my greatest growth spurt for that. That's when I decided I'm following Jesus and I'm not doing two, not living two ways. That was in 2000. 2015 and 2016 was the greatest growth, personal growth, and that is why I'm, if I had not put the time in and done that, we would not be having this conversation in this setting today. I would not be in this position today. I would not be. I would not be the senior pastor today had I not done that. And it took a good five to six months for that to, to, to come to fruition. It was not long. Once you set your intention, my goodness, it goes so fast. And you can believe for accelerated growth. The Lord says, redeem the time because the days are evil. You can, if you haven't done it, you haven't grown in a long time, guess what? Start today. You'll grow more than you've ever grown in your entire life. Amen? Glory to God. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I have five minutes. I'm just going to tell you what we're going to do for July and August. We are going to recognize and celebrate your growth spiritually. And so what I want to do, I don't care how small 
or insignificant you think your growth is. Think about a prayer that you said that was probably really short, very simple, and it changed the destiny of your life. Somebody said, Jesus, come into my life. Thank you. Amen. And it changed your destiny. It doesn't take a lot. One step of obedience to God can change your entire life. It can change your entire life. So I don't care how small, right? We are going to celebrate growth. And what we're going to do is, I've already reached out to a couple people about this, but I want to give anyone who wants the opportunity to do so, to do this. What I have is there's a sheet of paper on the back table. On your way out, you can pick it up. I would ask everybody to pick one up and then pray about it. And what it says on the top of it is recognizing and celebrating growth. So what I would like to do is I'd like you to, uh, I, this is a way for me to measure the growth of our church in terms of the messages that we hear. I want you to know that when I get before the Lord to, to prepare messages, I'm not taking messages from years ago. I'm asking the Holy Spirit, what do we need right now? Because we're in a different season than we've ever been in before. We're in a different season. Not to discount any of the word that we've gotten in the past, but I need something to, this, for right now. And so I ask the Lord every time. I ask him every time. And so I need to take the pulse of that. And so what I'd like to do is on the paper, it has your name. You'll put your name. And then the title and date of a message you'll be referring to that we've done in this church over this past year from January. Because you'll see there's action steps. Can you put that action step up for this one? Here's the action step. I've asked the Lord, can you give me an action step now? Because he's like really simplifying this for us. Before I had to figure out after a message I've heard, I've had to, okay, Lord, what? I had to go to him and ask him. Because if you're coming to church and you don't have nothing to take with you, then I'm sorry, but you're wasting your time. Amen, Maria. You're wasting your time if you come to church and none of the messages are relevant to your life. We are wasting our time as a church. Amen. We're wasting our time because I don't need to just stand up here and talk if we're not going to do the message, right? And so we ask for action steps. So this one is identify one area you want to grow in, create a plan of action, and take the first step. Now, I'm just going to say this, and I hope you're okay with this, Ms. Craig. You need to get create a plan of action for growth in your life. Go see Mr. Craig. He'll help you create a plan of action. Come see me. I'll help you create a plan of action. We'll help you. But this is something that we need. And this is, could be in your spiritual life. I need to grow in this area because I need to obtain this. I need to get here. We can help you get from there to, you know, from where you are to there. There are steps you can take. So there's an action step. So every message we've been giving action steps, and some we haven't because I just assumed that this is what we do, but God has put it in my heart to do. So I'd like to hear from you on a message that has resonated with you and that you're taking steps on. It doesn't have to be the action step we said. It could be that I've been listening to the message like 
20 times or 30 times because I really need this, I need to get it. It, it doesn't matter what the action step is. What are you doing with the message? And how is it helping you in your life? So from January 1st of 2022 up until whatever week it is before you have your turn to do it. I'll give you two weeks notice. I ask, you know, no more than seven minutes. Uh, that you can do, you know, and just go back. You can look, you're like, uh-oh, now I, you put me on the spot. So here's what you could do. You could go on YouTube, and you can look at all the messages. All the message titles are there. And you can go back and do that, and you can start doing the action. And plus, you'll have all the way till August, the end of August. Here's what I've been doing over the last few weeks. I want everybody to be able to do it. I want everyone. So on Sunday mornings in July, you won't be hearing from me the entire service. I'd like to hear from you. So we'll do two or three each Sunday until we're done. And so uh, if you would like to do that, I'd love to hear from you. So you can pick up a paper, turn it into me or Christina, and we'll get you on the schedule. Again, it could be one minute. It could be two minutes. But here's what happens. When you talk about your growth, you help somebody else. So some may say, well, I don't like getting up and talking. It's not about you and what you like. It's what people need from you. We need your voice. I don't care what you don't like. God doesn't either. We got to get out of that. Grow in that area. This is a big step for me. I've never done this before. Amen. It's working. Glory to God. We grow. It's not about us. God's put a message on the inside of us for everybody. Everybody has something that they can say. Amen. Everybody. And it could be two seconds. I'm growing. Praise God. <laughs> uh, it could be two seconds. I don't care. But get up here. That's a step of growth for you. That's a step of growth. And you know what? We're going to cheer you on and celebrate you. Amen. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear the growth because this is, this is important. I want us all to grow together. I don't want one person behind, not one person left behind. I want us all to grow together. Amen. And we can nourish and encourage one another. So I'm looking forward to it. It will start on July 10th. So you pick up the sheet, turn it in, and you say, I need a month. Put me at the end. I'll put you at the end. I'll put you at the end. I want to hear a few people go first. Absolutely, that's fine. And if you say, well, I don't know if I could do it. If you don't want to get up, then write it out for me. Write it out for me, and we'll have somebody read it. I don't want it to be just me up here for the, the summer months. It's not just going to be me standing up here. I want to hear from you. Amen? I want to hear from each of you. So we are going to celebrate growth. And for, for note-taking, I put slides up here because that's how I'm a very visual person. So I'll just give you this little tip. When I go to conferences and they put slides up, you'll see me take my phone out and I'll do a screenshot of it. I'll, I'll take a picture of it so I can have it at home. Oh, I need to do this. So I, I'm fine with you taking your phone out and doing that. I've seen a few people do that. You could go back and do that and say, this is the step that I'm going to work on for this week. That's, it's an easy way to do it. Uh, I know some use the Bible app. I see it because we can see what they're using. They use the Bible app. You could take, take notes right in the Bible app. Uh, very soon, I think when we move to the other building, I'll start using the Bible app as well as a church. And so what we could do is I could put all the notes and slides in that Bible app. You could follow along and take your notes in with it too. It's pretty cool. And so I'll start doing that. I love technology. I don't mind doing that at all. A little more work on this end, but that's okay. If, if it's going to help people, when you leave this building, the message doesn't stay here. The message goes with you, and the Holy Spirit is in you to help bring that message to life in your life. 
It should come to life. And it, it, it needs to be relevant. You might say, well, I already know they're all there is to know on that subject. Well, then you might want to find another church because you're not teachable anymore. And so you're wasting your time. Unless you're happy wasting your time, I don't want you to waste your time. I want you to find a church where you can grow in. <laughs> I want you to be able to grow in. Amen. Mom calls me after the service sometimes and tells me what she got from the message. That blesses my heart. I'm like, yes. My, my mom got something from the message. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But when your heart is teachable and open to learning, you'll always find something that you can do. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me. So make sure you don't leave here without a sheet, okay? Get a sheet, even if it's just to look at and go, okay, Lord, <laughs> give me strength so I can do this. I know we got talkers. We love people who love to come up here. I know I could name all of them. And I can also name the ones who will never step foot up here. <laughs> Unless it's to sing. <laughs> Unless it's to sing. You could sing your little growth thing. How's that? Put it to a song. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. I love you, Father. We love your word, and we love how we grow because of your word. I thank you, Father God. Today we're celebrating the growth of people who have taken the time to put in the work, and they've gotten the results. And so I thank you for them. Thank you what they're doing in their life. I know we're growing. We're increasing in the knowledge of you every day. 